Hey everyone, so today we're going to talk a little bit about leadership and more importantly how to become a world-class leader. So I got an interesting article to discuss with you guys and it happens to be related to politics. So not something we talk about all the time, but at the same time it's important to examine, exa- examine the micro elements that, that led to the causation of these events, right? So what we have today is a Republican leader who is getting ousted out of leadership in her role, Liz Cheney, for, for actions that she did, which were against what other politicians in her group deemed appropriate. So let's translate this into the business world. Let's say you have a idea or a focus that you're trying to get accomplished. And if it's not in alignment with the company goals, you know, bad things can happen. I mean, good things can happen too. That's, that's how we bring about change in an organization. That's how we bring about innovation, creativity, doing things uh, a little outside of the box. But at the same time, when you are representing the entire organization, or at least that's how some people viewed it, and then you're defined against the organizational values that this company, right, or this this organization stands for, it becomes a challenge for everyone involved. It creates a mixed message. So, you know, no matter what your views are for the, you know, political sides, whether you care, whether you don't, the, the, the elements are similar here. And that is, you know, an organization has values that they stand for. And you, you knew that when you got, you know, you signed up to become a part of the organization. When you challenge the organizational norms, it becomes an issue. Now, when, you know, and I'm not a psychologist, but when you look at it from a psychological standpoint, when your personal norms butt heads with the company norms or organizational norms in this case, what you stand for and what you believe in versus what your company believes for believes in, then you're at an impasse. You're at a roadblock. So how do you get past it? A lot of there are a lot of different solutions out there, right? Some people say stick to what your gut tells you. Other people say keep your head down, you know, do the work that you were asked to do, and then keep your personal preferences to yourself. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say on this because you know, there's, there's a lot of different opinions on this and a lot of respected opinions on both sides of the spectrum. But then it's just a matter of, you know, what, what, what do you stand for personally? And then what do you stand for as a leader of an organization that you represent? And when those two things collide, what do you do? Right? So today, what I want to do is I want to talk a few about a few things on how to become a world-class leader. But before we do, I saw this quote by Tom Peters that was really interesting and, and definitely definitely in alignment with uh, what I'm trying to convey with you guys today. So Tom Peters says, almost all quality improvement comes via simplification of design, manufacturing, layout, processes, and procedures. All right. So this is, this is the key word here is simplification. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of keywords depending on, depending on the angle, but in, in my view, the, the keyword here is simplification. 
So when you can simplify a problem, a product, or a service, customers find it easier to do business with you because they can wrap their head around it. Now, let's say you're selling a widget, right? A little, little gadget, a phone, or what have you. Your phone may have the coolest features out there. It may not, right? But you may feel it does. And if it does, the customer not only has to see it and understand it, but they have to be able to appreciate it too. You have to be able to fill a need that they deemed they have. And you did so with the phone, right? But if you overcomplicate the phone's features or give the customer way more than they asked for, it's you're going to get lost in translation. You're not going to be able to get a product or service the customer to sign up for if they can't even explain it to their friends and family. So again, the quote, almost all quality improvement comes from via simplification. Simplification can go a lot of different ways, but when you can simplify a problem, especially as a leader in your organization, people will come to you for answers. A lot of that has to do with just listening. If you can be the last person to speak into the in the room, you have the advantage of being able to hear what everyone else had to say. And then you can customize the approach for how you answer that question or that problem that the company's facing, right? So simplification is key. And we've all seen it before in the workplace. If there's a problem, you have these experts, quote unquote, that come in there, they use these big words, they talk over everyone's head, People feel like they got a lot accomplished, but in actuality, they have no clue what was said, what was done, what's going to be done, what's going to happen next. So what happens? Nothing, right? So in an organization where you can translate the problem into bite-sized solutions through simplification, you can get so much more accomplished. Less is more, right? Less is more. Which brings me to my first point. So in order to become a world-class leader, there's a few things that we have to look at. So I'll quickly scan through them and then we'll talk, we'll do a deeper dive into each one. But the first one is mental clarity. Okay. Second, alignment of values. And then the third, being able to teach yourself. Right. So let's do a deeper dive into mental clarity, number one. So when you look at mental clarity, okay, how do you get that mental clarity? Let's, let's break it down to a finite level. Let's simplify it. You eat right. You sleep good. You try to minimize stress. Right? So in order to get that mental clarity, you need to take care of yourself. Right? There's a couple different ways you can do that. Physically, we all know this. Right? We're, we're just repeating itself. We're parroting it in, a, in some ways. But at the same time, it's reiterating the point of how valuable mental clarity is and that's taking care of your physical body eating right sleeping right minimizing stress right all of these elements help you perform better in your life personal or professional it, it, it's it's both here right but then let's look at another one let's look at a different element psychological right are you doing things that keep you balanced are you you know, life is like a pendulum swinging both ways. Are you 
are you one way or the other on ends of the spectrum too far to the extreme because psychologically if you're not balanced people aren't going to look for you for answers they're going to see an irrational illogical characteristics that you showcase to everyone when you're not psychologically grounded or at least portray that right not everyone needs to know what you ate for lunch not everyone needs to know the problems that you're facing on a personal level when it when it comes to the work atmosphere you know people like to feel connected so they they bring out things about themselves personally that show a vulnerable side but then also allow people allow people to see it and then you're hoping that they have something similar that they can share and that they can connect with you on about on a deeper psychological level that's why you share things about yourself that are personal in the workplace people do it all the time people like to gossip people like to share what their kids did in baseball especially if you know if there are other parents involved you know and these things are fine and dandy there's there's nothing wrong with that but when you share too much and people see a side of you that may prove to be a little irrational or it doesn't really have a grounded perspective into how they apply their you know their uh, problem solving skills appropriately you know that's that 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 can be a hazard for you and for those around you right and then the last one for this category is, is is spiritual okay it doesn't matter what you believe in whether you believe in something or not but even if you don't believe in something more than yourself do you believe in yourself enough to know that you can do more than you're doing today all right let me repeat that can you believe in something greater than yourself and if not can you believe in you being greater than you are today i mean that's important here so if we're looking at words of encouragement speaking great great greatness manifesting good things visualizing greatness all right being being your superhero in your own story or being the superhero in your own book right envisioning a greater version of yourself goes so far because only you will take the time to do it there's not many people out there who is going to say hey hey bob hey susan hey whoever you know you're doing this now but i think you can do something better and i see this path that you can take to become the best version of yourself given your skill set you know i mean there's some great people out there in your life who may have done that before especially as you're growing up but you know those are there's that's a rare bird nowadays when you're an adult when you're you know you're around other people who have you know similar stresses maybe a family that they're taking care of, job, work, school, right? So being able to look at yourself and say, hey, am I physically grounded? And am I psychologically grounded? And am I spiritually grounded? Those three elements push that mental clarity that you need, right? It pushes it, pushes you to become a better version of you, all right? Now, the second one in how to become a world-class leader is the alignment of values, Okay, and this is really, really simple on the basic level, but what do you do when no one's watching? You know, are you just watching TV all the time? Do you sleep a lot? 
you know, do you maybe oversleep? Are you, are you just kind of lazy about it? You know, back to the whole balance thing, it's okay to take time off and it's okay to go, 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 right? But you're the only one that can answer what's a balanced state of mind for you because everyone's different. And if you read an article, it's going to be all over the place. That's because everyone has different experiences that they're trying to share that works for them. Not for you, but works for them. What you need to do is to synthesize this information to figure out what works for you. Okay? Second one of this for the alignment of values is do you push yourself? Do you push yourself outside of your comfort zone? And that's not saying doing the crazy extreme stuff, right? skydiving, bungee jumping, and maybe you do, but do you push yourself in the small things? Do you push yourself when no one's watching? Right? This is key here. All right, and then the third for the for the second step is are you good at the small things? And what I mean by that is do you take time to have a quality output? Right? I have horrible handwriting. Okay? kind of funny but at the same time you know if I would just slow down incrementally just a little bit my handwriting would improve significantly so yes I could save 10 seconds but that written script is for life theoretically right it's it's pen to paper it's there anyone can see it going from that point forward And if I would just take an extra 10 seconds to focus on writing properly and legibly so people can see it, it might speak volumes to someone who's trying to read my handwriting, especially if I'm in the workplace, right? So are you good at small things? All right, and that brings us to the third thing of having to be a world-class. So, Being able to teach yourself goes so far in life. You know, people, there's, there's, there's a lot of people talking today about what, you know, what's an alpha, what's a beta, you know, is it the strongest person in the room? You know, but there's a lot of evidence that points to, it's not the strongest person. It's the person that when you're in a room with a group of people, who does everyone look at for an answer? When there's a problem to solve, who do you look at? Who has the answers? That's the alpha. How do you think the alpha got there? Sure, maybe they've had some skills. Maybe he or she, you know, has some hereditary benefits. Maybe they look good. Maybe they sound good. Maybe they, you know, they act professional. They look the role, right? But they also develop their skills along the way. You know, talent is natural. Skills are developed through hard work. So they got that by teaching themselves. They taught themselves those skills. They asked others how to become a better version, how to they how to learn from these problems that they're facing and to overcome these objections. Right? Because if you can teach yourself, the world is your oyster, right? Cheesy as that sounds, it's it's the truth. All right, so let's let's look at the three elements of being able to teach yourself, or subcategories, if you will. K 
Can you teach a first grader? Can you teach someone that's small, whose mind maybe isn't as sophisticated or as advanced as yours, right? Someone who has a question and you need to simplify the answer for them, right? Can you teach a first grader? Next one, can you teach difficult teammates? Right? It's because the easy teammates are the, the yes people in the organization, the people who are, you know, gonna agree with whatever you say. Those are easy, right? Those are easy to get them to agree with you. But can you explain yourself to someone who isn't, who's difficult, right? Is that possible? Can you do it, right? And then if you look at, can you simplify it for everyone? Can you simplify it so people are able to able to understand it? And are you able to spread the message to a broad audience? Right, this is key. All right, and let's just wrap it up here. BC Forbes has a pretty good quote. If you don't drive your business, you will be driven out of business. Let that sink in. If you don't drive your business, if you don't drive yourself, you will be driven out of business. Others will take your place, right? To translate it from a leadership perspective. So are you driving yourself? Are you driving yourself for better mental clarity? Are you driving yourself to hold higher values? Are you driving yourself to teach yourself something new every day? These three steps are what it takes to become a world-class leader. It's a process. It's incremental growth on a daily basis, leading to exponential results. Food for thought for the week, everyone. I have the article and the video posted as well. I'll link those in the, the, the podcast here. Look forward to your feedback. Can't wait for next week. Guys, have a great rest of the week.